Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast, where we talk about life, business, entrepreneurship, the beauty industry, and beyond. My name is Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor, and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Gina Bianca podcast today. Me and Bridget are sitting here chatting with Jacob Kahn. What's up, Jake? Yo, not much. Thanks for having me on. What's up, Bridge? Hey, hey. Um, yeah, Jake and I go way back a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> well, even before that, you know, really what our first interaction was, if I remember what this is, I mean, I just followed you. And at the time, you were really blowing up for uh, like posting an after posting the price and then like breaking down why you were charging that price, you know? So me just being the troll that I, that I am, <laughs> I just, and I like, I loved all your work and thought the content was great and everything. And luckily I judged you right. And that you were not going to get pissed off and that you were going to laugh about the thing that I was doing. But I made one that was like, you know, haircut, $3,000 break price breakdown, approach the client, you know, $1,000 yes. <laughs> speak to the client. $1,500, you know, and if by the end, the haircut portion was like $4, but everything, everything else was really expensive. And people yeah. were like, Jacob Khan is coming for Gina Bianca. <laughs> yeah. My followers were very protective of me during those times. Because <laughs> yeah, people you, were coming at me. <laughs> you and I were just laughing about it on the side though, you know? I know. No, I have a sense of humor. You can make fun of me and that your content is super funny and you have a background in that, right? Being hilarious. Well, I guess so. Um, you know, when I was I was um, trying to do to be a stand up comedian when I first started doing hair and like a little before that and everything. So I am not a stand up comedian, so I don't know if I could say that my background is is being hilarious. It might it be attempting to be, and it wasn't hilarious enough to become a career. So we had to <laughs> to stick with doing hair. Yeah, but I think it's great how you like your content is funny and different. And like you always put not I mean, at every single post, but there's usually a funny spin on it. And it's always is good to watch your yeah, uh, yeah. audio. Sorry, Jake, your audios have been popping off on Instagram where it's like apply, 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 like brush, brush, brush. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm that's what I've been attempting to do recently is to try and get these these audios to trend. Mm-hmm. And there's this one that is like really popular in Russia or somewhere in Eastern Europe only for some reason. <laughs> and it, it's the one where I'm like blowing on Shelby's hair and it says like when you forgot your blow dryer, but you have to do an air touch. I'm like going like <laughs> or whatever on her hair. And every day I get notified of like 50 people in Russia just using this audio for whatever reason. <laughs> and a lot of them, they don't even follow me. They're just using this, this audio of someone like blowing on somebody's hair. I don't know what's going on. It's so funny. How is Shelby? Oh, she's doing amazing. You know, in 2020, you know, she was doing hair before, uh, but she just wasn't loving it. And in 2020, she decided that she was going to kind of pivot to cooking for a career full time. And she was just like posting her recipes and, you know, doing that sort of thing. And now it's evolved into like she is, we call her a recipe developer. So companies are reaching out to her and having her make recipes with their products. So sometimes it's about posting, but other times they want like it to be exclusive for them so they can like use the recipe in a campaign or or whatever you know so it's sort of like recipe influencing but also just like recipe consulting for companies that's so cool yeah it's really been amazing 
I love her. I love her page. I actually, I always see her recipes on, I like always follow cooking stuff and I always see her stuff. She's so amazing. What's her handle? It's a uh, Shelby con, uh, but it's Shelby with two eyes. Cause apparently there was already a Shelby with one Y. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> She's amazing. If you like cooking and she does a lot of gluten-free stuff, right? Well, you know, she used to do gluten-free because I was doing uh, a gluten-free diet. I was like, just trying to, I've done a million insane diets. I, I was like thinking about it the other day and I was like, man, there hasn't been a time in like the last, you know, 20 years almost that I haven't been doing some sort of weird diet. Like I was vegetarian for 13 years. I was doing the gluten-free thing. I did keto and now I'm doing like that macro counting situation. And I hadn't even realized that about myself. And I was like, oh, I have like some kind of complex or something. Like, why, why can't I just eat anything? <laughs> I'm just doing weird things. But now, you know, she's opened up, like started off doing gluten-free. Um, and, but she wanted to just expand her horizons, you know, like she doesn't have a gluten intolerance. So she just, and neither do I, apparently we thought maybe I did or something because I'm insane. Um, but, <laughs> but I don't. So she's just making any, anything and everything now, you know. She's so great. I love her. I always love catching up with you guys. We're coming out to Atlanta again this year. And I mainly just came out because I want to hang out with you guys. Oh, yeah. We we like don't, not, you know, a lot of people come out and do class. We don't always like, not that we don't want to hang out with everybody, but there's definitely some people that were like, ooh, this person's coming. Like, we've got to actually hang out. Like, we're actually friends. Yeah. We always have such a good time. I remember when you came to, it was like our biggest class ever that we did at the network. That was so of- crazy one of the biggest classes and I'll just like, I have a core memory of you singing karaoke during the break. <laughs> well, as you know, we are karaoke obsessed. You know, it's like a goal for every class that or every city that we go to that we do karaoke at least once in that city. So in Connecticut, the karaoke I did is at the network. It's not even <laughs> at, a, <laughs> at a karaoke place. Yeah. I love that about the venue. <laughs> like that's so cool that you can do that. Yeah, we spent so much dough on the screens, the projectors, the audio, the sound, like all of that stuff. And now the they're like, too. yeah, it sounds so good. And like sometimes when we have parties and stuff, we'll be there till like two in the morning doing karaoke. It's so fun. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. But no, that's like my core memory unlocked of like you singing karaoke and I remember just looking around and that was when we had really first started doing classes and people were really into it and um it was just a new thing that was going on right and it was you Chanel Mariano DJ Krista and Arif and we had this huge collab there was like 200 people there and I remember like everyone's on break smiling having a great time I've got my videographer like going around filming like it just seemed so official right and yeah. I just remember you <laughs> singing, like, I forget what song it was. I think I did. It's a wagon wheel or something. The, yeah. It's one it was... that I do all the time. Like, if, if people know, I sort of retired it now because I've done it too much. And like people who go to karaoke with me, like there's a few songs that I like always do. And they're like, they'll make fun of me. Like, oh, are you going to do wagon wheel again? So I, I've retired wagon wheel. You might be one of the last uh, wagon wheel uh, performances that I have done. But I thought that was funny because it was not planned. And I don't think anyone, like, not everyone was around to hear that it was about to happen. So people, 200 people are like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> he's singing like he's singing wheel. too? <laughs> <laughs> My I'm core sick. memory of that is is you picking me up, us blaring Lady Gaga on the way to a restaurant and then like eating we a We went to Popeye's. 
Did then we, we went. To, and then we went to some some restaurant where you got me like a lobster pasta. Like it was like very fancy. Like where first did thing we that go? We did. I don't know what it was called. Some Connecticut Gold lobster Gold. place. Yeah, it was under a heat lamp for three days, but it was good. <laughs> Didn't you? Because you guys, you wanted seafood, right? Or wait, Lisa Walker. Every time she comes to Connecticut, wants seafood. I Why think maybe at the time I was pescatarian. So like I was like easing out to give her back on that, but I was easing out of being vegetarian at the time. So you were like, oh, we can go do seafood. And then <laughs> so we like, got Popeye's. Later on, we got, we went through Popeye's and you blessed the drive through person with a, an extra hundred dollar bill. I was the really, way out really drunk. Just for fun. <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> Oh my God. That was really fun. It's always a good time when, um, when you come out here or when we get to hang out at shows and stuff like that. And I think it's cause like, you know, we get along super well. We're in the, definitely in the same field, education and everything. And, uh, definitely have a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Are you doing any shows or anything this year? Or? I'll be a BTC for sure. It's okay. on my calendar. Are you? <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know if I'm at, at BTC yet. You know, like a lot of the hair shows I end up doing for different companies and stuff. Um, so like I do a lot for Goldwell and they don't really do like a lot of the bigger shows that they're not doing like premiere or anything like that. I did do BTC for them one year and then I'm doing a lot of stuff for Babylist too. So I might be there. They haven't really given me all my dates yet, but I'm hoping that's like a lot of fun at that show. BTC so. is so fun. It's such a good networking and hangout. Just the gathering of people. Yeah. It's like, I just want to be around everybody. Me yeah. too. Such good energy. Bridget, was last year your first BTC? No, um, Texas, Houston, Texas was my first BTC. So 2021. And then last I think year. that's the only one I went to. Really? Aust Austin. Yeah. Or Austin, Aust yeah. Austin. Austin. Yeah. With the scooters. Yeah. And, and like um, the K-18 had taken over every trolley in that city or whatever. <laughs> like every single person that like bikes you around had K-18. I had multiple it. coffees provided by Kate. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like it was like still sort of peak COVID. It's pretty awesome. It's <laughs> just like everybody's saying screw it. And I was, I was called, you know, they had the pool party, but I was calling it the cesspool party because <laughs> when you looked at it, there was almost more people than water in this pool I, at that time. I just, I refuse public pools like that. Like I yeah, just, I was like, no thanks. Like I'm not going in. <laughs> The Orlando pool, I was able to go. We didn't go to the pool party. I think it rained out or something, but we ended up going to the pool like the next day or that night or something. And the pool was huge. It was really nice. There was like no one there. That was yeah. A lot of those, if it's the one, is it the same hotel that was like right across from the convention center there? Cause they have that like big slide and everything. That pool is like pretty baller. Yeah. yeah. I think it's in the same place this year. I just have it on my calendar. I have it like blocked out the dates. I think they're, they're in late August this time. But yeah, I just have it blocked out. I'm pretty sure it's in Orlando, though. Well, good. Hopefully we'll catch each other at a few of these, at least. Yeah, that's the only thing on my schedule right now for shows. But I hope I do more. But tell us what's going on with you. Like, you just opened the salon. Um, it's called Fancy Hairdressers. <coughs> Excuse me. Just trying to get this light. I got a cough in there. Take a look. Oh, Don't leave me alone. Well, you know, it, it's the same salon we just it's the same building. We just moved upstairs and, you know, now we're total like a little closer to 5,000 square feet instead of we were maybe like 2,700 or something like that before. Um, and we are now like a 
combo of rental and commission where before we were all commission. So when we were all commission, it felt like normal to say, oh, it's called Jacob K. Hare because everyone's like sort of working under my umbrella. But now that we have so many renters, I wanted to make it a little more homogenous, the name so that, or less homogenous, I should say, so that people could have their own brands within our umbrella. So we're calling it Fancy Hairdressers. And it just unifies the brand a little bit. We were starting to get a little strangely spread out because we just had too many ideas early on and came up with names and decided to stick with them. So like the salon was Jacob K. Hair, the education was called Fancy, the scissors was called Fancy, and then the podcast was called This is a Bad Idea. So I just sort of felt like this is getting too hard for people to easily search us. Like if you search one of those things, it wasn't pulling up the other and it was it was just um, maybe not the most efficient. So now we've just taken it all and it's all fancy hairdressers. Podcast, which has taken a little hiatus, is going to be back in maybe a month. The Fancy Hairdresser podcast instead of this is a bad idea. Uh, the salon is now Fancy Hairdressers. Downstairs uh, in the same building, we'll have Fancy Barbers. So we'll have a, a rental barbershop downstairs. Um, and then the the website and everything, is it's all Fancy Hairdressers now. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. That's what I did with the network because... Oh, you were like yeah. Gina Bianca salon or something like that originally too, right? So you yeah, had- that was all team based. We didn't do commission; we did team based, which is basically, you know, you're some, you're a communist, you're communist salon that yeah. you had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a regime. Facts, the, though. <laughs> the employee handbook that you was just Mal's little red book that you hand out when people get hired you can edit this part out no <laughs> we don't fine. i don't edit anything i don't i, know, I, can't, just, I don't have time i'm just kidding i don't care <laughs> it's all raw no it's but i totally no it always is no but i totally hear you like it, everyone working under gina bianca hair like that was easy to have you know employees but the network everyone having their own brand and having it be like cohesive. We did that. And the same with the mastermind group, it was called the hair doctor mastermind. I changed the name of it like three times. You were the hair doctor. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, (laughs) changing my, changing my name was like, that's a hard one. It's really hard because you're like, is anyone going to know who I am? Or is like, am I separate from this fucking alias? But you lose all the tags or like, you know, any articles that came out that are like tagging you or referencing you, you know, but it seems to have worked out all right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I mean it was scary for like a hot minute and then after that it just just it, it is what it is and people still are like I've been following you since the hair doctor days and it's like a their their loyalty right they're like yeah I've been following That's you an OG <laughs> yeah OG yeah and I'm just like does anyone remember that and it's like yeah everyone remembers <laughs> but we changed the podcast to, or I'm sorry we changed the um the mastermind group to the network mastermind so that everything was kind of cohesive. Cause we were doing the same yeah. thing. We had, we have so much going on and like, you could think of a fun name for anything, but like to keep yeah. it under your brand for sure. That's, that's, that was my issue. I was just like, this'll be fun or whatever. And you know, when, when we initially talked about the podcast, we didn't have the website yet. We didn't, we, maybe we had the scissors like just starting out and I had gotten interviewed on a few, you know, Modern Salon or one of these magazines, and I talked about it and called it, this is a bad idea, and was like, look out for it coming out. And it actually took like another year for it to even happen. And by that point, fancy was everywhere, but I was like, well, you said it's called, this is a bad idea, so let's let's do it. And the initial thought <clears throat> was going to be that the podcast would be about everything you're not supposed to talk about in the salon, 
Like you're not supposed to talk about religion. You're not supposed to talk about politics. You're not supposed to talk about social issues or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so, you talked to me about politics. You put my me and my brother were on your podcast in Florida that was or something. Really funny. Like the and intro like, to that one is still you going like, "God bless the state of Florida," and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I'll get canceled. Yeah. No. Well, oh that, that was the whole idea. Is was to for us to push those limits a little bit, and we were talking about it with people, and they were like, "Well." you know, that's a bad idea. So we were like, let's call it, this is a bad idea. But then we, we realized like, you know, we're not even that serious. Like we can't take it that serious for that, like for that long or like, you know, to really make it, that's a subject matter. It needed, we needed to make it more lighthearted because we didn't actually care. I was like, I don't actually care <laughs> about what I'm, you know, I'm, I couldn't get passionate enough about all these like little subjects. I was just really just wanted to hang out and have a good time. So yeah. we got to change the name. It was definitely a good time. <laughs> yeah. That podcast. Um, I heard your new salon is haunted. Well, it, it's supposed to be haunted. It's it's on the ghost tour of the area, you know? So if like our city is called Roswell, Georgia, and you can book a tour of, and it's a lot of historic buildings and ours is actually the oldest one. 1854 is when this, this building went up. And um, there's been other businesses that were in it before us that, you know, talked about hauntings. There was a restaurant in the in the building that like the menu had a whole like lore about like who was haunting it and why. And the ghost store does the same thing. I, of course, um, caught uh, definitive proof on video. <laughs> no, I, I made it up. <laughs> you got me. I was like, yo, that was crazy. And you're like, it was 100% fake. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't like fully expect like everybody to believe it like so easy, but a lot of people really did think it, think that it was real. Have you ever had a, a ghost uh, experience yourself? No, they thought that uh, my old salon GBH was haunted. And then one time we were changing a light in the ceiling and like we, oh, we, it was drop ceiling. So we like pushed up uh, one of the tiles and like four Bibles slammed to the ground. Well, it was super that's... bizarre. That's interesting. They thought this, they thought GBH was haunted. I didn't, I never experienced anything except when my electrician was trying to change out a light and four Bibles that were like, basically, I don't know what they were doing up there, but, um, that was really weird. And we were like, ew, but the new place, no, it's, it doesn't feel like, I would it. think the network would be haunted is what I would think because it's like sort of an old mill or something like that. Yeah. Right? I'm sure people have died there. Yeah. It's an old, <laughs> like the forties, but yeah. 1840s. I'm sure people have died there or around, like, you know what I mean? It was a very busy, uh, not people have died, factory. you know, everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, this is like, I'll admit, I'm a huge skeptic about ghosts. I've never had a ghost experience. I don't think that I believe that anyone has, <laughs> to be honest. But I don't want to discredit what people say. I sort of do. Um, <laughs> but I, I want there to be ghosts. That's the thing. It's like, I want it bad. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, let's do a Ouija board in here. Let's do a seance. You know, let's <laughs> let's get a goat skull in here. I mean, I don't know what we got to do, but we will do it to get a ghost to interact with me. And everybody's like, well, the reason they don't is because you re you're so thirsty about it. You like really want it. You're so thirsty. And, and I'm like, isn't that convenient that this ghost, <laughs> these ghosts are like, well, no, he's sort of into it. So like, let's not, let's not talk to him. Desperation. We can't, we can't. <laughs> well, and, and the other thing is that most ghost stories that I hear about are sort of like, oh, this is a Victorian era ghost. This is like a Civil War ghost, you know? What happened to, like, in like what, 
when did ghosts just stop happening? Like, where's the 1990s, like, raver ghost, you know? Where's, like, the... The, the 70s hippie? <laughs> yeah, like, where's the SoundCloud rapper, like, plume, like, blown out of a vape, <laughs> like, barber ghost or something, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Like, none of these things are happening, so... It's always just, like, some, like, it's like a little girl in a, in a white Victorian dress or something. So it's... But you said you, you haven't had a ghost experience, you know, right? No, not really. My, I'm kind of thirsty for it, too. Uh, see, that's I haven't heard for... the word thirsty in, like, six years. Oh, it's because I'm a boomer, you know? I just learned a word. There was, um, we were at this show in Fort Lauderdale for Goldwell over the weekend, and there was a model that was 20. And um, she was eating something, and she turns to me, and she goes, this is bussin'. And I was like, what? <laughs> I had no clue what this word bussin' means. I was like, is that when you like, you know, you take kids from one school and you let them go to another school or whatever? I like was thinking something dirtier than that. <laughs> what were you thinking? Nothing. Apparently, bussin' means um, I'm enjoying this meal. Or like, this is a delicious meal. <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Bridget's 21, so... Oh, are you? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh. What does bustin' mean? No, that's pretty much it. It's like this slaps. Like, so what is that? Well, there what was, does that mean? No, I know what that means. There was a while where Bridget <laughs> said slaps is out and schmacks is in. Schmack. <laughs> With like an S-C-H. S-S-H-M-A-C-K-S. Schmacks. <laughs> there was um, aye, aye, aye. another video I saw and it was like these girls and this like, um, like, I don't know, like 40-year-old mom and she was like, Wait, so like if I wanted to say like LOL like to someone's story, like what do you guys say now? And they're like, I don't know, like 16. They were like, bye. And the the what, mom was what did like you just say? she was like, bye. Oh, were... You like like literally like bye. So they that were like funny now? Yeah. So they were like, LOL now means bye, like goodbye. And I was I, like, I love how you were like, uh, you know, it's like some some like older, you know, mom. She was like 40. <laughs> like, that's like twice my age <laughs> i'm fast approaching 40 here you know like do you know how old are you 31 no, <laughs> 30 i'll be 35 this year you know it's like we're, we're i'm over i'm over the hill closer to that than i am to, to 20 that's for sure <laughs> that is so amazing is over the hill 40 <laughs> i don't know i think we could um we'd have to take the median age that people live you know and then whatever the 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 middle of that is yeah it's like you know if, if we were doing the over the hill in 1700s it would be like 15 everybody, <laughs> died. everybody died by musket or whatever like at 30 <laughs> you had to just go stand in a straight line and get shot at 30 <laughs> to like, fight some war sign up for the minutia at eight Soon Google. it'll be like you know they'll just put our brain in a robot body and there'll be no over the hill you're just you know oh i'm 100 so i'm gonna have to get an oil change soon or whatever um, just, 40 is over the hill, according to Google. Ah, okay. So that means maybe the average age is 80, that you, you make it to 80. I think it so just means you're 40. old as fuck. Yeah. It's like you're lame. You're like totally lame now. <laughs> no. No, I think my 30s are my favorite, my favorite so far. My 20s I think so too. shit show. Well, I think in my 20s, I was like really concerned about like, be like, do like, being seen, being out there, like not missing anything. I had I would get FOMO really bad if I like didn't go to a an event or didn't go to a party or whatever. And 
I was still sort of like seeking myself out. Like what, what am I, what am I about? You know, like in my early twenties, I, I thought I, you know, you always sort of feel like, you know, but when I look back now, I'm like, well, I've, a lot has changed and I, I actually feel comfortable now, like with, with the way that I feel about things, the way that my opinions that I have, speaking my mind more, sitting things out more. Like I could get peer pressured into doing something at 25. Like if I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to go to this party. And someone was like, come on. I'd be like, all right, <laughs> I'll go. And now you can't make me do anything if I don't want to do it. I'm chilling. You know? Same. I think that's like definitely for me too. I never want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in that. Sometimes with those classes, you're real efficient about it, right? You're like, we're doing, rather than like staying an extra day and hang out, you're like straight out of there onto the next one. Like, I try to do them because I like to be home. I mean, I'm married now. You're married now. You get it, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, it's like, I love to be home. I love to be in my zip code like i time at home is precious like for for us especially if you're doing this sort of thing in the industry that we're doing and you're still in the salon it's like if you're still taking clients to like wednesday thursday friday i'm all day in the salon and then something like 25 weekends a year we've got class in a city or something going on so even like the afternoons at home or the weekends that you have they're so limited that they're they just have such more value now you know yeah Totally. Cause I work Monday through Friday, nine to five minimum. And I'm usually working outside of those hours, like on, on my business. And yeah, then, if you own the business, you're not ever not working. Yeah. It's just like working on the business. And then the weekends I try so hard to like unplug. Like I try to just like not do anything and just crochet now. And now I crochet. Like that's my, <laughs> that's my grandma, grandma vibe, but I like love it. It just like, I feel like if you like foiling, you would like crocheting because it's super repetitive and it's just, I don't know, you make something and I love cooking. So like, those are like my things that I like my little hobbies that I like to do. And on the weekends, I like to do absolutely nothing. And if I have to do something, I'm pissed about it. <laughs> and what, what about our, our resident 21 year old here? Are you, are you out and about? Are you at home? Not, um, I've never been one for partying really. Um, which I feel like makes me an outlier, but, um, yeah, when I just, I was your age, I would have been rolling right now like on this podcast. <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> no, um, no, genuinely though, like I'd rather be in on a weekend. Like I'm very much a homebody, which kind of backwards for being 22. But... Well, and you're, a, you're a business manager to, or you're, is that what, what your title is here for Gina? It's like sort of yeah. like. So I'm like the brand manager and I'm her marketing brand manager. Director. Yeah. Yes. She's basically you know, my I, business manager. I, I was 21. You know, I was, I think I was, my haircuts were $25, $30. And I was like scrubbing the, the grout on the bathroom floor with the toothbrush or whatever. And then I was out. I was doing that hungover <laughs> as well. So I, I applaud you. That's good. That's Thank better. You. That's the route to take, you know? <laughs> Bridget's mm -hmm. not like any 22-year-old I ever met. 22. I keep calling you 21. Sorry. Well, we, we could keep calling her 21. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just turned 22. So it's like I've been 22 for literally like two months. So. Oh, great. But no, she's not like any 22-year-old I've ever met because she just is like, she's like down to business. Like I was, I, I definitely, when I was starting out, I wanted to open a salon so bad. Like I got my license when I was 18. 
So I went mm-hmm. to, I was in hair school. I was playing Hey Mister for cigarettes. Like I was really, really young in hair school and I went straight from high school and I started working and I took my job like super serious, but I partied super hard on the, like every night and on the weekends, but I showed up hungover, but, um, like just, I didn't have like the structure that Bridget has. <laughs> yeah. I, I got my license when I was 18 as well. Uh, and I like, I was ambitious, I suppose. Like I wanted to be good. I wanted to be good at doing hair. I wanted to be busy. I also thought that I was like the best already, (laughs) you know, I was delusional. (laughs) So, but at the same time, I think that I was, I was lazy in a lot of ways. And like, I cared so much about social life. It took me a long time to break that, like mid, even like mid twenties, you know, I think that we were sort of blowing up at that time. You know, this is when we all started getting popular maybe it was like, you know, it's approaching like nine, 10 years ago, like 2014 or something like that is when I made social media. I mean, I do in hair along like, I don't know, seven, eight years or something already. And then, yeah. or I guess like six years or something like that. And um, because it's been nine years, it's been like 15, approaching 16 years now doing hair. Like all of a sudden it was like, we're popular when we're out at these shows, like everybody wants to hang out. They want you to go to these after parties or whatever. So it became, it was still important to me to do these social things. And I had it in my head, like, I'm an extrovert and this is part of who I am. And like, you know, even in like my relationships and stuff, I, I would be like, this is important to me. You have to accept me for wanting to go out. And now I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm just an idiot. You know? <laughs> Got it out of your system. Yeah, for sure. I think so. I feel like Maybe you need to get it out. Of, you need yeah, to get it out of your system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, definitely partied a lot now we're just like every other week you're doing the same thing too we got a million ideas for businesses that we're trying to make happen i mean you're like have yoga studios popping up god knows what's coming up next you know now i'm I'm working on doing um i want to open suites too i do too really i I want to buy my next my next big thing is i want to buy a building because i'm paying rent Mm -hmm. and i just you know the rents are like when you look at what you would pay if you bought it monthly Ugh. or whatever compared to the rent, it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. disgusting. So like my, I put, I saw this psychic. I know you totally must believe in this. If you believe in ghosts. <laughs> I saw this lady and she was wonderful. She does like Reiki, but then like, she'll like do a reading on you while she's doing it or whatever. And you talk to her the whole time. And she, I was like, uh, on my second session with her and she didn't remember me. Maybe she was lying. I don't know. She's but she's like, psychic. Oh, I was, I was like, I was like, have you been here? She was like, have you been here? And I was like, yeah, I was here like a month ago. And she was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And, um, she's like, no, I'm getting a vision. You have been here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I like lay down on the table or whatever. And the first thing she said to me, first thing, she's like, are you looking to buy a building? (laughs) And I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, trying to get rid of this building we're in right now. I was like, um, kind of, you know, and she's like, well, don't look for it because it's going to fall into your lap and it's not going to happen now, but it's going to happen eventually. And just don't look for it. Don't put a lot of energy into it right now. Just think about exactly what you want. And I was like, now I'm like afraid we're going to get like news that a building has collapsed on you or something. <laughs> building falls on Bianca's lap. <laughs> <laughs> dies, dies at 32. Uh, terrible. Just dad jokes, you know? Morbid dad jokes, file that under morbid dad jokes. You know, my mom, um, I say that about these sort of metaphysical things that I'm like very skeptical of them. But when I was younger, when I was in hair school, I almost became like a Hare Krishna. You know, I was into like meditation, karma, reincarnation. I'll go to the temple and meditate and do all these things. 
my mom is a Reiki master. Oh, love she, that. she was like, did psychic readings and, and Reiki healing sessions and stuff like that for people that she had a thing in our house growing up where people come and do that. So I've had this around me forever that mixed with my dad, you know, I'm half Pakistani, my dad being Muslim, you know, my mom was Muslim. She converted when they got married. And then uh, like later on, she just sort of like was less organized with her religion and became more like metaphysical and, and all this sort of stuff. So I've had it around me forever. Like you, some sort of intense religious, like, or pseudo religious, I should say, but that doesn't sound too disrespectful. Um, like way of being has been around me. And I think that has lent to me being skeptical now because like, and so maybe it's like bucking my parents a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. I'm coming to my room. My mom's like burning incense and she hands me like a rock and she's like, keep this with you. It'll keep you safe. <laughs> I'm like, get out of my room, mom. <laughs> but yeah. Watch when you die, you like become, you just haunt everybody. <laughs> oh, I would totally love that. At least if I could be like, let's, let's do a haunting for like a month and then, you know, we'll go check in to our room in heaven or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't check in until three there. They have to do the, they have to do the beds and stuff. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, we both are doing like a lot of different stuff in the beauty industry. Like when it comes to like being entrepreneurs, like when did you start realizing that you could pretty much do whatever you want? Um, well, I guess there's like been like a path of that. Like, you know, because I started off with like a corporate salon like where low commissions, you know, I think I, I, for the first year, I made seven twenty-five an hour Same. Like that, assisting. Yeah. And then I was at like 40% commission on a $25 haircut, maybe when I finally got on the floor and I was like really bound to that, but I, I it didn't bother me. I didn't even realize like really what, I, what was out there. Cause it was just my space or, you know, live journal or whatever at the time. So there was no, easy way to promote yourself you were bound to the salon like it was up to them to promote you and make that happen uh well you could hand out cards or whatever but we couldn't just like connect with the whole world in one moment if we wanted so even when i started getting popular you know i i left that kind of corporate setting i was like then i started like teaching at a paul mitchell school for a little bit and had my own studio space taking my clients and then i ended up at like a small salon like a four chair salon and that's when i started doing my own classes I think I but I was like cold calling salons to get them to come. I was physically going to local salons, handing out flyers, and then like Facebook was happening, so I would like post statuses about it or, or whatever. But even then, I I don't think I fully grasped like what it could be. You know, my goal then was like I gotta get with a company. Like that's what's gonna happen. I need one of these companies to promote me and to, to send me on the road, and like that's that's the dream. I so I can get education. I try to get them to fund, you know, me doing more stuff. Probably not until like maybe really started picking up when I did the scissors in, in 2018 and how successful that became showed me really what kind of a reach do we really have? Like I can look at the scissor thing and see that we've had sales like all over the world, you know, and that also gave us the, you know, the, the cash flow to be able to accomplish more stuff, to grow the business a little bit more. And it gave me the confidence to say like, well, we can do stuff with these brands, but we're going to do what we're doing. And if the brands are into it, then, you know, they can be a part of it. Like we'll, we'll be doing what we're doing with them involved rather than me doing what they're doing for them, you know? 
And um, I think I think the brands like that as well. Like they're they're looking for that sort of independent, you know, reach. Like because mm -hmm. it is a little more. Uh, that's use an influencer word, but it's more authentic that way, you know. So I like you know, even though we work with these brands, like working with Goldwell or whatever. I don't like. I'm not technically certified. I, I can't like. I'm not allowed to like teach Goldwell lessons because I don't know them. You know, I don't know like the language. Sometimes I was trying to use the language at first, and they were like, "But you just you don't know what you're saying. Just stop saying that." <laughs> but it's cool. I think it's developed into something really great. And now, I think my one more goal that I have. Because right now, you know, maybe it's the same for you. I don't know. But all the social media stuff we're doing is very industry focused. It's like focused on the hairdresser. And, you know, I love that. The education obviously needs to be focused on the hairdresser. We're, we have camaraderie and can, can um, uh, relate, you know, hairdressers uh, more than the public. But I think the real avenue to success that, that gets past what we've been able to do so far is to be consumer facing in some way with the content so that our audience isn't funneled into this like hairdresser network only if we can get the content to be something that everybody wants to watch then i think we'll really really be able to take it to another level yeah mm -hmm. totally I do have... i know how to do that i don't but we'll see we'll see what happens. i'm sure we'll figure it out yeah i'll come to you um i have a question for you so i'm kind of unfamiliar with fancy scissors so you know how they say like even though Victoria's Secret existed, like Brianna still went and created Fenty. So uh, yeah, of course I do. Okay, so like, <laughs> where, like, so where was your, like your thought process when you were like creating your line of scissors? Like, what's gonna make us different? Like, how, you know, like basically just a little bit about that. Well, you know, it was basically that I found out how much scissors were costing these companies to make, like what the cost per scissor was to the company, and then what they were charging us. Like the markups on scissors are crazy. Like they're huge markups, you know, like some of these companies, they'll get it for a hundred bucks. They'll charge you $500, $600, you know, like 600, 6,000% increases, whatever that is. Um, so our thought was if we can get, if we can get a scissor that's like a higher quality and just not mark it up as much, we can put a scissor out there that people can rely on, that they can afford that is good that won't like break the bank you know like i've been on like payment plans and stuff for scissors before and it just like feels crazy on a car it's like our most essential tool like without it we cannot do we can't cut hair or whatever maybe if you use a razor or clipper or whatever you know but it's like we have to have it you know and it's so expensive for this thing that we just like have to have and the other thought was hairdressers were always asking me what scissors i was using as if buying this particular scissor uh, is going to now make you really good. Like if I just get this tool, if I just get this scissor, if I just have, you know, this expensive thing, it uh, that will be what sets me apart. And, you know, our, our branding, it, we call it fancy, but we're tongue in cheek about that. Like everything's really simple. The scissors only $180. I've seen other companies. And I used to say that I, I've seen other companies charging a similar scissor for 300. And now I've seen them charging a similar scissor 500 out there. Like the same metal as ours, the same, purchasing prices ours and they're charging $500. So we're just not marking it up like other companies and we're promoting it like you don't need to buy a $1000 scissor to be a great hair cutter. I use $180 pair of scissors every single day. I, I really never pick up anything else besides our brand. Um and the haircuts are what they are. It didn't change. So it's like promoting the idea that you need you don't the scissor doesn't make you. 
uh, like mm-hmm. won't set you apart. You have to set yourself apart. And the scissors just like a tool to get you there. Now, yeah. it can be cool to buy fancy stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Honda is a reliable car. It can get you wherever you want. But sometimes you want to just drive a Maserati or whatever just for fun. So it's like mm-hmm. not to say that you can't be a tool junkie and think these things are awesome. And, you know, I, I've got friends that collect freaking sneakers. But it's like, oh, you could wear dollar sneakers. It doesn't matter. But sometimes you just want that, which can be yeah. cool. But I think we just wanted there to be something out there that people could rely on if they weren't ready to buy that really expensive scissor, if they didn't have the money, or if they just didn't care about things being expensive. Like, this will be good. You can count on it, and it won't break the bank. I really like that message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and they're like rose gold, which I think is really pretty. That's my laptop color. Really? See? There yeah. you go. <laughs> I use your scissors, fancy scissors. I've I been know, using them. That. That's so nice. I've been using them for a while now. Like I don't cut a ton of hair, but I have those big ones, seven inch ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are I've been fun. playing with those. Like I, I start, you know, doing the kind of training I did in the beginning and everything. I was like, I was using a very small scissor and I've slowly into like, now I use a five and a half mostly, but I've been breaking out the sevens just for fun when I want to get crazy. And it, it can be fun. Like I like using it. I love them. I've been using them. I actually bought a bunch of them to give away to my staff. Like we have them in the color barn. Like we have a little store in our salon and we use them as prizes for like highest retail or like whatever we'll, we'll send them out. And I love the price of them. Like they're it's, I mean, I've spent, there was one time I bought two pairs of scissors from this company and I was on a payment plan for them. And I think I spent like $1,800 on scissors. And I was a just two. like, damn. And they actually ended up getting, they actually ended up getting swiped. Oh, someone jacked them. That's crazy. Yeah. I was yeah. very upset. Yeah, no, close. they What's got, uh, they were at, I got it from a class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. wait, what the hell? And no insurance, but I had a payment plan. Don't know how that works. Yeah. Well, they, have, they have to come and they take your car or something. Or you know, <laughs> no, that's collateral. Put your house down. <laughs> it was yeah, a series of unfortunate events. It was not great. But no, I've, I've been scissors swiped in class like a lot of times. If I'm like not paying attention to where my stuff is, and then you know you got thirty people in the room working on hair, and then all of a sudden everyone's gone, and so is one pair of scissors, and you can't find it. I also know I heard also that I had an entire scissor case like swiped at a show. Oh. I had like twenty pairs in there, <clears throat> in like the prep area in the back. Like someone must have come in, took it, bounced. Wow. Yeah, people suck. What yeah, I'm gonna do. That's right. <laughs> no, but I love your scissors. I've been using them for a while. Love them. Thanks, buddy. You got it, buddy. We, we got a swivel coming out against my better nature. I don't know we how are. to use that. Yeah, neither do I. Um, but <laughs> but we get we get asked for it a lot, and I um have been very idealistic about like style of tools and stuff like that. Like I was saying, I've only used a small scissor for a while. Now I use a big scissor. Before I was like, I won't use a texturizing scissor. It's it's cheating. And now I'll use a texturizing scissor. And I was like, oh, you know, a swivel. It's kind of lame, I thought, you know, in the past. And now I'm just like, I got to stop fighting progress in the industry. So I was thinking about it the other day, like, oh, if, if we were still, like, I wouldn't be able to use a corded curling iron if I like really was like idealistic about fighting progress or original stuff is better. I could only use an oven based curling iron. And I know some people still do that, you know, or I wouldn't be foiling. I would just be pulling through a cap or, you know, the, I think there's 
growth in the industry for a reason, even if it is not exactly for me. Like there's still some people who use the oven, still some people who use a cap. Um, I see a lot of people capping. Oh my God. Like, especially like, I feel like in Europe or like in, in some parts of the Middle East and stuff like that. Brazil. Yeah. South America. You got a lot of Brazilians are doing some crazy hair, like good. And then I, I see, I see the results of it and I'm like, whoa, how the, how did you do that with the cap? Like, I don't, I'm like, it's missing a step or something. I actually put a poll out there about the cap situation and asked people like what they thought. And the overwhelming message that I got, even if they thought that the results were good, were people that have had it done that said it hurts. That getting the cap off is really uncomfortable and that it hurts. I had like, you know, a few hundred responses and at least like 30% of the responses were about it hurting. So mm. I don't know. I, the results look cool, but I'm still convinced. I'm on the fence about it. Mm. Well, I'd love to have you come back to the network. I know I message you like weekly about it. I know, I know. And I and I like I really want to. And then we whatever is going on last year, I let things kind of get ahead of me or get away from me. This year we're trying to only plan things quarter to quarter. So I don't do that. So I think that there is a much better chance of making that happen. And just be the karaoke um opportunity alone is reason enough that we will come and we will do that. <laughs> yeah, we would love it. We'd love to have you do like a hands-on or something because the cutting yeah. club was so awesome and I'm sure people would love it. And there's not enough cutting like classes. I feel like everything is color. Everything is uh extensions, color, extensions, color. Yeah. And the cutting is so critical. And um, we, I'm trying to add a lot more cutting this year. We already had Nick come, Nick Orojo come and he did awesome, but um, we'd love to have you anytime. You just let me know and I'll be at your salon on... February 26th, February 26th. I was like, when is it? I'm so excited. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see your new space and to hang out. Oh yeah. Are we, um, gonna, you going to come out if I drag you out? Yeah. You... <laughs> I'll <laughs> hang out with just, you. We could just do bonfire at my house or something like that. You know, we don't even need to go and get crazy the in the city. That's yeah. The <laughs> we'll do s'mores. We'll do s'mores. Yeah. Let's I think I'm... right now. What'd you say? Unless you're keto right now, we'll do s'mores. <laughs> I'm nothing right now. <laughs> I've been trying to get away from the crazy diets. I know that you said you're always on a crazy diet. You're like, do I have a complex or something? I was like, I always grew up with like fad diets and I try to like stay away because it's not good for me. I'm doing the macro counting now, you know, because I've been, I've just been like, I've been lifting weights like six days a week for the last like year and a half or so. Yeah, you've been crushing it. You look good. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying, you know. Trying to get you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently this is the way to get the fastest growth, and it's like it, it it doesn't feel like one of these like fat or crash diets because it's actually telling me to eat so much more. It's, it's like the science behind it, yeah, because it's yeah. You know, proteins and fats and carbs. Like it's not cutting out anything. Like one of these other diets, like you know keto, it's like no carbs, no sugar, or whatever. And it's like low fat diet or, you know, anything like that. This is like saying like, I'm supposed to eat a gram of protein almost for the, every pound that I weigh a little mm-hmm. bit less carbs than that, but still a lot of those carbs and like 60 grams of fat a day that I can take in. Um, so it, it doesn't feel like anything's being cut out. And honestly, it's hard to get it. It's almost like I have to like plan to eat more. It's sort of taken a little bit of the joy out of eating in certain ways where I'm like, all right, got to slam a you know, a stick of butter right now or, or whatever to hit these numbers. I was, 
Um, this is maybe like two years ago. I like got myself a personal trainer and she told me to count my macros and I literally bought a scale off of Amazon. And there I was like weighing like raspberries or just like weighing like every single part of my food. And I was like, this is so like effing annoying. Like I can't like. It is for sure hard. But I also think like my mind is always going a thousand miles an hour. You know, I, I'm like think fast and talk fast. And if I, if I slow down, I start to stress out. So mm-hmm. having more things for me to like organize or categorize or just ha- have a, a thing that I'm working on or doing kind of like keeps me grounded and, and happier. So maybe that is part of it as well that I'm like, I'm, this is what I'm doing right now. Got, got something going on. You know? Put you in the moment. Yeah. I love it. Well, I will hang out on the Saturday before. Okay. Cause I have to fly out the Sunday. Okay. <laughs> you're, leaving the, <laughs> you're leaving the day of class. I have a class the next day in Charleston. Oh yeah. 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 I try to just do them like, cause like we were talking about before, it's like, I just want to be home. So like, I love to go, but I try to like be. You ever think about doing like a tour bus and just like knocking out a bunch? That's what like Larissa's doing. Larissa's yeah, and it co- seems to be going well. Larissa's teaching at the network on a fucking Saturday. Yeah, she's coming to our salon too. She sold out already. Yeah, uh, she sold out in like two days. Yeah, I mean, well, she hasn't done anything like that in a long time yeah. as far as some these public classes and everything. And she has like a different sort of level of actual like fan. Like people mm-hmm. are fans. Like people yeah. like with me, they they think it's funny and they want to learn how to cut hair. People are fans of Larissa, like mm-hmm. truly, and I admire that. Yeah, you yeah. know, like a lot of the, the what I, a lot of the growth I had in the beginning, I I definitely owe to her. I mean, I was at like forty thousand when she and I met. She coached me. She, as far as like on content creation and how to deal with social media, how to deal with brands and stuff, owe her a lot. For sure. Yeah, me too. When I worked with her um, with Joyco, it, she like mentored and coached me a lot. And I really, really appreciate her. So I'm really excited. She's coming. But I was like, she's coming on a Saturday. Like, yeah, I was wondering about that. Like, is she doing like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Like she's doing classes like that. I'm mm-hmm. assuming it's demos. Is it at night or is it during the day? It's during the day. She's just like, take off work, cancel those clients. Who, who cares? Get your butt to class. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> So, yeah, it's cool to see that you can do that, though. I mean, she's breaking down a wall that I've had up forever. But I'm like, class is on Sunday and Monday. This is when I'm able to do class. I can't do class on other days, you know, but Mm -hmm. she's proven that you can. You know, Mm -hmm. if if you've got if you've developed your brand in a way that is strong enough, you can do it. So maybe I will be brave enough to try and and knock out a Tuesday afternoon class or Wednesday class or something. Yeah, that's something Larissa's good at is proving that you can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's amazing. But I'll see you on February 26th at Fancy Hairdressers. We'll hang out the night before. I'll go to karaoke for sure. Ooh, awesome. Well, that's I'll go to karaoke. Okay. I can't <laughs> wait. Well, thanks for coming on. It's always good to chat with you. I love hearing about your businesses. I love hearing about what's going on with you and um, always love to connect. So I'll see you soon. Thanks for having me, Gina. Always a pleasure. My pleasure. All right, you guys. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening.